Hello and welcome to GPTV on Tuesday the 29th of October. My name is Philip Kingston. And my name is Gary Peer. Gary, we're officially in the home straight to use a racing, racing term. Yeah, it's my first is my sister's birthday today. I'd like to pay homage to her. Well, oh, homage birthday. should be Did paid, you? Judy. Um, happy birthday! But we are in the racing season. Won't ask uh, her how how old she is uh, on she's camera. Very, very youthful. Uh, but you talk about in the home straight, Philip. Yes. Um, well, how about the races? Well, how the about weekend? the races? Yeah, the have, have you got a have you got a quick? A uh, little summary of the racing, because a lot of people are now tuning in just for the racing report. Well, I'm losing sleep at the moment, Philip. Losing yeah, sleep, are you? are losing? losing? I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. You know what? I've got a nightmare, Philip. And you know what the nightmare is? That there's going to be a Japanese real estate agent into Caulfield and obliterate our business. I'm a scared of it. Japanese yeah. real estate agent. Yeah, I'm worried Coming about to Caulfield, yeah. obliterating our business. Yeah. Talk me through Not that. Not just in Caulfield, but all the areas we've got offices in, because uh, the Japanese in the racing scene, they've come to the Caulfield Cup, they bought a horse and it's just like Pegasus. It's just flown home. Then they've done it in the Cox Plate. So how good are Japanese horses? That's what I want to know. And if the Japanese real estate agents are as good as Japanese horses, we're going to have a big problem in our business, Phil. Well, I've got to tell you, Gary, a few years ago, REA yep. took us all to um, Japan to study robotics. They invited them. That's, that and, was the guys. And I've got, I've got yeah. to tell you, the question is, are these horses real horses or are mm. they artificial exactly intelligence? Right. I um, but I, I went to Pat one. It was pretty, pretty I don't hard. believe yeah. the Japanese are going to come to Caulfield anytime soon. Uh, I do want to make an apology to yeah. you. I, I, I to watched me. last week's GPT. TV. And uh, my wife again, thank you Irene for constantly bringing this to my attention, she's says a, she's again, a defender. Again, Irene is a defender of the downtrodden and the abused. So thanks Irene. Again she says yeah. too much talking over yeah. you, too much cutting in. Yeah. But I've thank had you. some feedback saying that whilst it seems a bit obnoxious, <laughs> I'm cutting in over you talking, mm. but they said but you talking doesn't really add much to the show. <laughs> so you're doing us a favour, doing the viewers a favour. I'm going to just try to yeah. moderate my natural enthusiasm That's your today. attempt of humility, Phil, is that right? That's as good as that it gets. Very good. Well done. Some canned laughter for Philip's humility. If we can do some canned applause, that'd be wonderful. Not laughter, but or both applause and laughter. Um, anyway, Phil, know, I, the Japanese real estate, I just, I'm scared. Are you gonna, can you just put me at peace? Because if their horses are that good, what, what are they going to do if they if they open up in Bentley and St Kilda and Carnegie and Corfu? We've got no chance. I love the fact, and yeah. I, I could not I'm care about less them. about the racing industry, yeah. or racing, or they gambling, as, as, the, as the viewers know. But I do love how the Melbourne Cup has become such an international horse yeah. race, and that we've got people and trainers and jockeys and horses good? coming from all over the world. Is it a good thing? Oh, it's a great Because thing. we're just getting plucked. No, it's you know, just getting plucked and picked off. It becomes an international race. You it's know, a great carnival. I mean, we had Winks for four years who won the Cox Plate, was a yep. champion. This year had a little bit less uh, uh, lacklustre, a third of the okay. crowd down. And we've got these Japanese horses. They just fly in. They hardly get off the runway in time. They fly in. They just keep running. From They go straight from Tullamarine Airport to Mooney Valley, win, get back on the plane and take our five million away. Well, with us. Gary, uh, can we move on now from yeah. race? Okay, fair enough. We can, Phil. Uh, what a big weekend. Uh, you got the clearance rate there, Phil? I have, Gary. What it is was it, 23 out of 26. And if I'm not mistaken, that gives us an 89% clearance against the industry average, which clocked in at 77%. Yeah. So, yes, again, we've smashed the industry. But what a big weekend because it was Super Saturday in Melbourne, Gary. It was, Phil. With 1,400 auctions held, which is a big weekend. And viewers, if you're wondering why it was such a big weekend, it's the weekend before Melbourne Cup where Melbourne really runs very few auctions. It does indeed, Phil. And that was a real test of the market last weekend. Um, now, I've got a story that came out in the, in the sales media state before you actually popped in, which was a, both alarming 
humorous and shocking all the same. Alarm, alarming, alarming same. humorous, shocking. Yeah, alarming, shocking. Uh, we've had a buyer now who has seen whether the home is suitable for their dog, Phil. You haven't heard this since in Stone this. Street. So we sold a property very well on Stone Street. We can even show the vendors uh, a great um, endorsement testimony. About, testimony if you wanted. But the dog, uh, someone's come in and they said, look, we're thinking of buying this house, but we have to make sure our dog's comfortable. They've taken the Are you dog. Serious? So they've, yeah. they've test dogged yeah. the house. They've, it's, it's, they've it's taken like, the house on a test dog. It's like dog feng shui, Phil. It's like dog feng shui. No, no, there's no longer human feng shui. It's now dog. So we're going all animal this episode. So dogs rule got, now. Yeah, go on. Or do they rule? Yeah. So this dog's come through, had a bit of a sniff around, right? Gone to the back. No, it hasn't lifted its leg, Phil. It's actually had a bit of a squat in the back garden of these people's home in Stone Street. So we've now got a story that will be in our retirement book, This is a Beauty, where the dog has actually just come in. You mean they yeah. let it off the leash? It's done a runner to the back? Well, I don't know if it even ran or they just let it there. Right. The dog has smelt through the home, given it basically the paws up, right? Yeah. They don't have thumbs, dogs. Uh, gave it the paws up. And then, just as a validation, it's gone to the back garden. No, it didn't lift up a leg. It had a squat... <laughs> And start so, its business so, in the backyard. So just, just bear with me, because so I'm is, a little bit is, slow. See, truth so, is stranger than fiction. So I've the got dog say. has pooed in the back garden. Has. Did these people buy the house? That, they didn't buy the house after that. That's the most bizarre thing. And not only did they not buy the house, but apparently they made some, I'm not sure if it was a snide comment or some sort of you know, dismissive comment on the way out of the auction. It was a very competitive auction. Oh, so they bid on the house? I believe they were there to buy right. a bit of the okay, house. Okay, so at least yeah. these people whose yeah. dog pooed <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the back garden actually yeah. had a crack at buying it. Well, I'm wondering, there's a lot of permutations and, and combinations here. I just wonder if the dog had stayed inside a bit longer, if it would have actually bought the house then. But then maybe there would have been a bit of a mess well, there. I'm I, not I've sure. Got, I've got to tell you, I it's love, getting filthy and disgusting. I love the story happens, yeah. just in terms of, of, How about that, uh, of people actually having yeah. to bring the dog through. Now, Julie in the Bath, a noted dog lover, will be yes. enjoying this episode. And she would relate to it. She's got a three-legged dog, by the way, Phil. Yes. And uh, for those who uh, love Chris Lilly, uh, he had a song about a three-legged dog. You can go onto YouTube and play it, uh, which I sang to her when I met her three-legged dog. But how about that, Phil? A dog goes into a garden and the owners not only sanction and promote, but in actually want that to happen. What a bizarrely, politically we live, correct world we now we live in. We talked about Barrett. it last week, Phil, and, and I, I, I'm not sure if I got in the fourth thing, that uh, the fourth law that has been passed in Victoria now, and the police are under a bit of uh, investigation. I don't know if you saw that last night, on the, or Sunday night on the telly. Uh, police are under investigation for belting people in, in Victoria. Um, but uh, all the wrong people, or too much, or too long. Or, uh, but um, you can get arrested now for singing. In public, if really? you sing something inappropriate in public, you can three months in jail. Do you know? I'm yeah. so sick of this political yeah. correctness, viewers. <laughs> I now, uh, yeah. if you've been to our auctions, you know that I'm partial to handing out chocolates, lovely yeah, lint chocolates. If the, uh, if the managing director of Lint yeah. Australia is currently I, watching, oh, we've got someone. I know. To I reached yeah. out to them during the week. He yeah. hasn't come back to me we yet. We want some freebies. But uh, now, when I when I give boxes of chocolates away yeah. and I give them to young children, yeah. I have to give the box of chocolates to the young child, and yeah. I say, "Here's a box of chocolates." Yeah. I'm you, yeah. giving this to you in the spirit of just decency. Yeah, that's right. Please and, don't and, yeah. take this in a creepy old man again, yeah. way of giving yeah. you chocolates. Yeah. And the kids just like take the chocolates yeah. and the parents. And then you have to get the parents are kind of looking yeah, at yeah, you, wondering, oh, yeah, yeah, creepy, guy. creeping on a suit, giving my kids chocolates. And now what we what we need to do is we need to get a lawyer to get a disclaimer, absolutely, a chocolate yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. So yeah. when we at an auction, you can stop the auction. <laughs> I'd like to give this lovely child, but first I have to get the parents to disc- <laughs> sign a disclaimer I'm, I'm you to say coming. that it was given in this spirit and there was nothing yes, creepy. Yes, yes. 
and, and you just can't you can't be a nice person anymore because everything you do you know you see a girl you say you look lovely today See you later. It's a lawsuit. That's That's, that's it. You get slammed for that. You see a guy, you say, you look handsome today. See you later. That's objectifying. I I think that's still acceptable. Is it right? Yeah, when another man says to another man, hey, you look lovely, or gee, your grooming is nice, or your haircut's good. A man can say that to another man, but as soon as a man says it to a woman, or a woman says it to a man, but man to man, I think it's fine. And speaking of that, those eyebrows are just appalling. There's a couple of little white ones there, isn't there, Phil? I have to do something about that. I I haven't had a crack at your eyebrows for a while, because yeah. I think you've been a little bit better groomed throughout the year. I tell you what's fascinating, talking about men talking about other men, I tell yes. you what, you know, like one of the things that I do every night is I sit up and so watch much soul this week and you're babbling on he's, with... He's interrupting me again, I mean, <laughs> he can't help himself. Can you have a chat to him? Uh, I was watching, I watch the American news every night, Philip, uh, late, you know, like one, yeah, two o'clock. Fox news, Fox, no doubt. And uh, I go CNN and Fox, I like to hear both of you. I yeah. like to go on to, I like to go on Fox, I go, yeah, Trump, and then you go to CNN and they go, down Trump, and then you go back to Fox, yeah, Trump. Um, but... What was interesting is that, you know, they've now killed this guy, um, head of ISIS, as you know. Yes. Um, and Donald Trump has come out and said that he wrote about Osama bin Laden when no one had heard of him. Right. No one, he says, no, one's heard, no one ever heard of him. I wrote about him saying he's a problem and basically take him out. And if they had to take... So I think he's saying that had they read his book, which I'm sure is still a few more copies of now, that they would have got Osama bin Laden and 9-11 wouldn't have happened. But he said now that Osama bin Laden's son is a problem. Yep. And he's very handsome. He <laughs> made that comment, which I thought was an interesting. He's handsome and charismatic like his father was. And I thought, when you're talking about a terrorist, about someone you should take out, or is bad for mankind, do you describe them as being you know, handsome and charismatic? Be really, it's going to be really interesting. interesting story, it's going to be it? fascinating in 20 yeah. years' time. Because you know how yeah. you look back in history, yeah, and that's when, that, and, that's and, when and, you work out and, how, yeah. the, the, how, yeah. the, how the politics of that time yeah. was judged. Yeah. So, for example, it, it, there is a lot of people yeah. from the left side of politics in yeah. Australia that now look back and go, you know what, John Howard was a good leader is at the time. Right? Yeah. Yet at the time, they were, you know, just couldn't no, wait to rip him apart. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what uh, history, how history and, judges And likewise, those, those on the right look back to Bob Hawke with the same sense of admiration Absolutely. and respect. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, but anyway, I just thought it was, I thought it was funny that he would make a point of saying, oh, some of the latter son, he's a very handsome man, <laughs> which I don't know what the benefit or point of that is. And uh, uh, some of the things he says are, of course, interesting and incredible. That's right up there. Uh, Phil, let's just talk about the weekend that we had. We've got no auctions to review, so we can oh, babble okay, so a bit that, that, that's the, That gives hence, us some babble time. Babble. Yeah, that yep. gives us some babble time. And we had to get out the story about the dog because that's extraordinary. Phil. Uh, but how about our auctions on the weekend? Know, speaking yeah. of our auctions on the weekend, Gary, we had a very interesting auction at Palm Avenue, and Palm yeah, Avenue was, train, a, was, yes. a, was a great result. Having said that, yeah. it sold for a few hundred thousand dollars over the reserve, yeah. as it should, yeah, well, um, but it, it was one of yeah. my favourite all-time oh, houses. Homes, yeah. I, I love that house. Good shout out, shout yeah. out to the owners. And the vendors. One of the men that was bidding on that yes. house... Uh, I think he's a bit in, of a sneaky in, watcher in, of the in show. In my banter with him... He tells us that I said, "What line of business no, are you no, in?" No, 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 no. Hang on, I, I, I want to correct you. you, you, we'll you cut, cut, across, cut across me, see, Dale. Oh, I can do it too. You see, now what happened was you started to talk about tunnels, and you talked about um, something about a tunnel. I oh, infrastructure, in infrastructure, Victoria? Victoria, and Dan Andrews, and I don't know. You got on some rant, completely off the topic, and no one knew what we were talking about, and was wondering what you were on. But we're talking about it, and all of a sudden you talked about a tunnel. Yes. You said, oh, how, you can make a tunnel, and you turn this fellow and go, "You can make a tunnel," and he goes, "Well, I do that. That's my living. I make tunnels." And it was absolutely, you were like, no, you don't really, do you? You thought he was taking the yeah, mickey. Yeah. And he's like, no, I do. Uh, so this guy actually 
makes and contracts out the big tunnels. And you, then you started getting more excited. You go, is it little tunnels? How big are they? Are they big yeah. tunnels? And then you realise it was a big tunnel. And he said, yes, the machines of those tunnels, Phil, and now you can take it over because okay. you'll be more so, eloquent so in this part. So this man makes the tunnels yep. for infrastructure uh, yeah. Victoria. Yeah. So we're talking about the you know the tunnels that we all drive in where yeah. there's like cars the either side of us. Built. So we're yeah, talking yeah. about big tunnels. Yeah. Uh, and, he sa- and he says, these tunnels are massive, they're yeah. hugely yep. expensive, but they get to the, under the, the end of the tunnel. Yeah, with the machine. Right, with the machine. And once the tunnel's finished, they bore down with the tunnel maker yeah. and then they just leave the machine. Right. They leave bury it. the machine at the <laughs> bottom right. of the tunnel. It's like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about what they do to racehorses at the end of their life. Yeah, just leave but, it on the track. Where, it's actually, where, yeah. is the, where is the community disgust yeah. for leaving a tunnel, tunnel machine, machine yeah. buried in the tunnel? I think with this age of political correctness, we should actually have some sort of a movement, a tunnel machine protection I'm movement. Gonna get, we're going to get T-shirts yeah. made. Save, <laughs> Save the, the tunnel, tunnel borer. Anyway, it was fascinating, Phil. In the middle of the auction, you just started getting this... Ru- and, of course, you've, actually, most people just left and all the bidders were gone. You're just you and this guy no, talking no, about... Tunnel- uh, there is a That's clear strategy behind mm. what I do, oh, viewers. And if, you, if you're watching this part of the show now and you work out what my conversational strategy you're is... still watching. I'm going to link this mm. into the Japanese horses. I've got a lovely bottle of Nikka whiskey yes. for the viewer that can... Send me an email best describing why I have these detailed conversations with oh, people yes. in the middle of the auction because there is a strategy. There is strategy. Well, there's put, put up the uh, email address there, Phil. There's yep. Ideas. Bottle of Nicker, which I'm currently drinking at the moment yeah. uh, and You're loving it. Is it under there? No, <laughs> I'm loving that Japanese. I thought whiskey. you had something on your breath today. You're actually drinking it right now. Uh, Phil, we've moved on from dogs and horses and tunnels to some of the auctions that we had. Bamber Road, uh, that was an unbelievable auction that Lior Samuel had. Uh, six to six sixty was the range. Yes. The reserve was in there, sold for eight hundred and ten thousand dollars. Oh, some eight bidders or we something. We had another like good result. Crazy. We had another good result amazing. in Bamborough Road for Joel Sir. We did. Uh, I also like the seven three four nine Long Road. It's a one bedroom apartment. Philip expected to get somewhere in the mid to high threes. 440. Wow. Uh, and wow. five bidders for one bidding apartment. So uh, the market's strong. Philip Blanche Street, one of your auctions. Do you yes. want to tell us about that? Uh, that was a lovely auction because. Well, it, you were it, handing out, it, I think, it, it, some it, footage it, of this, yeah, put it, it up. It backed yeah. onto um, the, Wood the Wood Frog Bakery. Yep. And the people that owned this house, yep. their mother is Stephanie Alexander of Stephanie Alexander Cooking Fame and the best book on cooking in really? Australia is Stephanie Alexander, the chef's companion. Do you ever cook? I do. Yeah, I, I, do. I cook an egg and toast. No, I no, no, I, I like to cook. We had yeah. 20 people for dinner on Friday night. Uh, and uh, there's a ritual because your wife will know this because yeah. on Fridays I go to Toscano's to you do, do the shopping and yeah. your wife is also at Toscano's on a no, Friday. Your, your domestic skills and uh, nous and efforts and energies have got me in trouble a lot of times. You well, know, because long, you know, I've come to your place and then there you are washing and wiping dishes and I just get the death stare and I get home <laughs> and I just copper serve. So I've had this really nice dinner with some beautiful wine and lovely company and before you know it I'm in so much trouble it's like I just want you to sit down next time okay? yeah then, well you yeah. know what I, I'm a great believer in mm. in uh, domestic chores should be split 50 yeah, 50 between yeah. partners whether it yeah. be two women that are living together two men are living together yeah. a man and a woman or uh, or two they with living you together I think the bottom line is that everybody you. should share I, I say that in the chores. house too it should be 50 50 should be Hannah 50 50 and the kids 50 50 and I think that's a very fair outcome. you are a very old-fashioned <laughs> Austrian man Gary <laughs> four uh, three oh four we can move on. 
I want to talk about last year. I want to talk about this. Let's just drill a little bit deeper because we, 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 can go, we can go through these properties one by one. But, but ultimately, yeah. on. uh, viewers, the thing that you need to know about this mm -hmm. market because we sold twenty three yes. out of twenty six yes, is that the number of bidders per property is yeah. what shows real depth in the market. There were and many properties well, with many bidders. For so that. Palm Avenue, for yeah. example, a home that sold between three and four million dollars, yeah. uh, four people bidding, four people bidding on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I did an auction in Bamber Road, six people bidding on that. Yeah. So right across the weekend, when I look at all of the auctions I've done, let alone you, yeah. Jeremy, and the rest of the auctioneers, um, multiple bidders. And, and, and what's becoming very common is somewhere between four and six bidders. Yeah, it's out there in the papers too. You know, people are starting to understand what's going on. We're talking about it. Now, Josh Frydenberg's come out, of course, and said you've got 5% deposit, you're in, uh, you can buy a property. So I wonder what that's going to do to prices. Yep. Certainly stimulate things. I think it gives people a chance to get in. And Josh, sure. uh, yeah. given the fact that we know we you watch, watch the it, show yeah. because ultimately you pretty. need to get your information from somewhere. Of course you do. Uh, uh, yeah. Josh, we do look forward to having you on this show yeah. sooner yeah. or later. We yeah. might have to come up to Canberra. Actually, let's take the show to Canberra, Gary. Oh, do and let's film. do this from uh, Parliament House. Yeah, Josh, if you could just organise that for you. Get your people to talk to our people. Yeah, good casino in Canberra, by the way, Phil. Uh, Canberra Casino. Can't get a drink and um, <laughs> and there's no air conditioning in there. But other than that, it's great fun. Uh, six Blanche Streets, Philip sold for $1,275,000. So well done with that. Uh, oh, sorry, to Blanche yeah. Street. What was I handing out? I was handing out croissants uh, oh. from uh, the Woodfrog Bakery. Shout out Qua to viewers. Woodfrog Bakery is fabulous. Is it croissants or croissants? It's, uh, it's croissant. Is, that with a, is croissant with a C, it's like CW? It's croissant? spelled C-R, but yeah. it's pronounced quoi. Okay, it's pronounced quoi by you. No, no, most French people <laughs> you that, that I've spoken to okay. recently. About croissants, okay. I'll say croissants, uh, and you can say croissants. Uh, Philip, uh, Danong Road, four, 304 Danong Road, sold for $770,000. Jeremy Rosen was on fire there. Uh, wasn't expected to get that price. Went right, right through the roof, Phil. Uh, that was surprising. Fulton Street. Uh, now, how about this? I love this sort of real estate, Phil, because I did the auction in Fulton Street. I think we had four bidders there. The uh, vendor was some Wagga from your old yep, area. Yeah, Wagga, said to, Wagga. I said to him, well, you, well, if you're cool, it's just Wagga, but Wagga, Wagga, I suppose. And I told him that you were from Coote. Ah, Coote, no worry. Like around the corner, it's like Caulfield and Sikula. Cootamundra uh, um, was an hour's drive from Wagga, yeah, Wagga. Yeah. But you had to go town? through Juni. Oh, uh, Juni. And what about, there was another town somewhere around there. And that Wagga, Wagga, Juni. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Kudamandra, Juni, yeah. Wagga. Yeah, fair enough. And there's, there's harness racing tracks. In Do you know what? Also. When I used to drive yeah. from Kudamandra to Melbourne, this yeah. is this is political correctness yeah, yeah. at its at its. I know. Well, this is why we need political exactly correctness right. in this every way. You can talk about your responsible so, father. So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we used to drive from yeah. Kudamandra to Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, and and back. How many cases? Five hundred fifty. It's something? about five hundred and fifty yeah, kilometres. Yeah. And uh, the the challenge back then yeah. was to drive as quickly as you could and not get whilst looking in the rear vision mirror because in the in those days yeah. uh, the police had to tell had you, to yeah. tell you for, a distance. To, to, for yeah. a distance to measure whether you were speeding or That's not right. uh, and uh, those, those were those the were the days <laughs> where I was taught I kid you yeah. not by yeah. my father yeah. on my L plates to drive at 160 <laughs> to 180 <laughs> kilometres an hour responsible parenting and yeah. in I would have done that journey yeah. maybe a hundred times yeah, yeah. we never got booked once exactly right mainly because the police couldn't <laughs> That's a shocking story. That is the height yeah, of the that. that was like completely no, no, normal. I know, those days. And you know, I reckon there was less accidents those days too because I think people were, I don't know, they were sort of more carefully you know, in a crazy way. We used to come way. down the highway and yeah. I remember we had a 
Toyota <laughs> Celica, yeah. right? And we were driving that fast. <laughs> yeah. And it was a newish car, but you yeah. know, keep in mind that like 30 years ago, this Toyota Celica, yeah. about 180, 190 kilometers would start, an hour, would start to oh, shake. I think and, I was in we, it. And we wouldn't even think, I think about I was it. There. I think I was there one time, yeah. I think uh, your father asked me to <laughs> hold the wheel at some stage when it was... Uh, well, he was eating his yeah, lunch. his sandwich or something, yeah. Uh, and he was, a, he was a responsible parent, exactly. One last story on that. We're yeah. driving down the Hume Highway as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, you know, as a family, and I think we had a station wagon at yeah. the time. And keep in <laughs> yeah. mind, you know, we're living on a farm. Yeah. There's a mouse plague. This is true story, the mouse plagues. And the mice would get into everything. You really? could not, there was nothing really? a mouse couldn't get into. So we're, tri- we're driving down the, dad's driving, the f- kids are in the back. Um, and all of a sudden we hear dad shouting <laughs> and the car's like <laughs> swerving, right? He's got his left hand on the, yeah. the car's swerving down the highway. Dad is shouting. Yeah. So a mouse has got into the car yeah. and run up <laughs> his tr- <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's a shocking story. That would be true, a worst nightmare. True, true story. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what an upbringing. Eh? Okay, what a, sorry, viewers. Not a lot of people would have experienced that, Phil, so there you go. It's right. a sensation. Okay, I think we need to wrap up the okay, show. Yeah, it's gone on okay, too so long. Full, so Fulton Street, Philip, the, the vendors from Wagga, yep. and we sell it to the buyer from Hobart. It's like they met in the middle so beautifully. Isn't that a wonderful so story? A very long way of getting to well, that you, end you of that conclusion. Uh, 282 Bamber Road, Philip, expected to get the very low ones, like yes. 1 to 1, 150 or 1 to yep. So for 1392. And then we had six bidders on that, Gary. Unbelievable. Lovely house. Four. Shout out to the people that bought it and to the owner that sold it. 450 Balaclava Road, Phil. Now, that was another very competitive auction. Sold well in advance of what it was expected to get. It did. Uh, we talked about 1112 as its range. A reserve was positioned there. Uh, 1420, Phil. Big result, Gary. Big result. We actually had an interesting situation there because we had an offer, I think, 24 hours, 48 hours before the auction of 1,265, uh, which was over the top of our range. And the vendors ummed and ahed because it was a good offer. And then they decided, no, we're going to auction. And they even had a lower reserve. We'll we'll take the risk. And uh, and on the day had a lower reserve. Wow, what a result. Uh, Well done to them. 186A Marriott Street, Philip in Caulfield. Uh, Again, another popular property sold for $916,000, well over its reserve there, which was in the range. Uh, 78850 was the range there, Phil. Uh, Stone Street, we've talked about the dog, the dog. Uh, house. Uh, it'll always be famous, but 2140 it sold for. Well above expectation there as well. And uh, we'll wrap up with, well, Palm Street was amazing, but Glenara Road. Yes, last uh, auction for the day. What a result. Congratulations to the vendors. Uh, expected to sell somewhere in the high ones or over yep. the reserve price in its range, which was so in the high ones. So would have been a reasonable result for that, wouldn't I it? I believe so. Uh, but it was unique. And yes. you know, you did a beautiful job of the video there. If someone wants to go and see that online, I must say you did an awesome job. Uh, it was a very different and unique property, a proposition, uh, and sold for 2310 Speak, thumping results. Speaking result, of video viewers, uh, yeah. we've just changed the nature sometimes of the way we do videos, where we have a vendor that's happy to be yeah. on video. Uh, viewers, have a look at number 15 Palm Avenue, Caulfield North, or number 4 Charles Street in Elstonwick, uh, where we've changed the nature, and I must say we're getting really good uptake and a lot of positive feedback uh, about those videos. We are indeed, Phil, and uh, there's a good one for Bud's Lane as well. That's an interesting yep. one. The video, vendor's not in there. I'd love to have the vendor in it because that vendor is part of the Captain Matchbox Whoopee Band that sang 
Wangaratta Wahini. My Wahini and Wang. Well, Wangaratta Wahini was the name, but that was the... Uh, My Wahini uh, and Wang. Wang, uh, what, a Wang great what a great song that was. Love it. Our kids, our, kids, our kids grew up on that song, Phil. Isn't that sad and tragic? Uh, a bit of Australian uh, trivia there. But um, that was a... Yes. Uh, that, My Wahini the and Wang yeah. uh, did not go international. It, did it, didn't not, go it was international. not an international it hit. It should have. It was a great hit. Anyway, Phil, that's uh, another interesting property that's up there. And it is. Uh, being uh, marketed as a rock house of rock, Phil. House right. of rock. Uh, so that's a big, uh, a big finish. Although I just want to talk again about our recruitment evening, Phil. Yes. Those people yes. Don't forget, it's in November. Yes. The date and details are up there now. If you're wanting to be part of it, we'd love to have you work for us. If or if it's not you, your sister, your brother, yeah. your aunt, your uncle, Mother, your children, parent, grandparent. Yeah. 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 Kid, we're not ageist. No, we don't care. We've got yeah. we've got a big spread of age here, actually. Yeah. Haven't we, Phil. We've got yeah. Grandmothers and grandfathers, and we've got kids, young. We like to exploit everybody, don't we? Uh, so it's a wonderful opportunity yes. to be part of. Should you wish to have your loved one exploited by us, call look no further. Could, couldn't, couldn't be exploited by <laughs> nicer be, people. We'd be delighted to do so. Uh, we've gone on and on. We've got uh, this week the Derby. Uh, cheer on order of command, Philip, because it's running in the uh, Salinger. It's due to run the Salinger. Damien Oliver, let's please, uh, Damien, bring it home for us on Saturday. It'll be very exciting. Uh, order of command. That's a big, I think it's a good each way bit, Phil. But that's a big wrap on this GPTV uh, October edition. We're in spring. We've gone on for too it's long. Not the longest So clothes. good is letting me talk. Thanks, Irene, for that. I'm Gary Peer. I'm Philip Kingston. Have a fantastic week.